When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, girls and boys, whatever you identify as, this is Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team, number one podcast for video game development and the lifestyle of game developers. And it's a team of three this week because it's a special episode. Obviously, you know, it's about that time for the round table. And the person who is responsible for making sure that the table was round in the first place, Mr. Brandon Fayon. Yes, coming back with the round table. That looks like a triangle this week. <laughs> Brandon Fant welcoming our third unofficial podcaster, Ray Graham. What's up, bro? What's, up, What's going on? What's going hey. on? What's a lot going of on, things man? have been going on, Ray. So we'll just jump right into <laughs> it. So Epic Games Store just announced their store. Pretty much the front door of front uh, Fortnite. They're taking advantage of what's going on. We're talking about over 100 million accounts and counting that are seeing this every day, every minute of the day. How do you guys feel about this? Ray, you want to jump in first? Or you want me to? Oh, oh man, I, I have opinions. I guess okay. I have opinions. Oh, <laughs> well, before we opinions, let's lay down the facts, right? People <laughs> who don't know, it's 88, 12 percentage cut, which means you take 88%. Epic only takes 12. Which is right. unheard of so far. Unheard of so far. Steam pioneered the 70-30, which is 70% used, 30% to Steam. And uh, not to kind of outshine what's, what Valve has announced a couple weeks ago, right? People were like, out of the blue, why are you saying this? They were announcing uh, a, a, a lifetime gross change in terms mm-hmm. of percentage to help everybody it broke down to if you were making a million dollars or more you get 20 percent. if you made between 250 to nine well to a million basically you get 18 percent. and then uh wait wait is this correct am i naming the correct one it doesn't sound correct that that definitely does not sound correct (laughs) all right let me check the facts real quick larry while you fill in sure i'll do it so out of the blue before we hear about the epic game store news we saw the steam like finally had changed their pricing structure which they were the giant they were the top dog they never had a reason to ever need to change the 70 30 and then all of a sudden they did you know unwarranted without any sort of public knowledge of why did they then did they have no reason really well (laughs) then a couple days later to the public right this is to the public to the people who don't know who aren't ray graham right (laughs) Uh, a couple days later boom epic makes the shot that gets heard around the world again which is oh we've got our own game store we're going to give you a very favorable 88 percent of royalties and revenues and we will keep the remaining 12 so as soon as i read that i was like ah okay i see i see and also big up to epic because i think that's awesome yeah um but i think like the the steam change i don't know if it really was oh we know epic's about to do something mm-hmm. because the change really only is was only favorable towards the high-end games the, the games that, the, yeah the top end the games that make a ton of money right yeah. which which uh the guys that have been making a ton of money for a while now have been, been pulling out I've been pulling out, right? Like, I mean, the only one of the only AAA, like at least the ones that we we usually talk about that is still available on Steam is like um, Ubisoft games, right? Mm-hmm. And, and even then, Ubisoft does sell their games through the UPlay UPlay store, right, as well. Um, so, like, like the Steam change seems like it was, it was something else that they're trying to do with that, trying to lure back some AAA guys. Like, okay, fine, you make a lot of money, you get to keep more of it which kind of left the indies kind of with a bad taste in their mouths. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then here comes Epic like, oh, okay, guys, we're being all, all nice and altruistic yeah. here, have a, have 88% of the cut. Um, I think the one thing that people are not talking about enough, though, is like I'm hearing a lot of um, – like there's a lot of games that are now exclusively yeah. on the Epic Store or or yeah. timed exclusive yeah. on the Epic Store. And, and I, I don't know if that is – 
very open. Mm. As we should say, are, are really pro pro consumer, giving them a choice of who to support. Right? I think, like, yeah, I want to support devs getting a, a bigger cut, right? But then I also want users to be able to choose where they buy their stuff from, right? Okay. And, and I, it, but I, I also understand like the whole exclusive stuff is just to help grow the user base. Yeah. But the games that are available, the games that are going to be available, the games that I've seen and now so far. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if that's making me run over to the Epic Store to to buy anything on there, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I will say I agree with the idea of like, hey, Epic is just getting this store started, so they're going to need to bring at least some sort of uniqueness, right, to draw appeal to get people spending on their platform and used to that. So I understand the move of going with the exclusives. Uh, I will say this: like, I saw Hades and it looks cool, like especially coming from the company that gave us. You know, um, Bastion and Transistor, oh, yeah. Super Giant's dope. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right. It's if you like those games, like you're gonna get another one of those games, so to speak. But yeah. slightly different paint job. And this is from someone who hasn't played it yet, so don't take this as disrespect to anyone who has worked on those titles. Oh, no, Super um, Giant, Super Giant's dope. Like, it's like there's no, there's no denying that. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's like, I get it, right? You're going to need to bring out some big guns to kind of get things going. So who knows how long the exclusivity deals will be a practice for Epic, especially since it kind of seems like doing something where we're forcing you to do something or to go with a model that we're setting in place is kind of counter to what they're saying they're doing in the first place, which is we want to make games more accessible. We want to make the store more friendly. You know what I mean? Like all of the reasons why they're doing this kind of goes against the idea of creating a platform of exclusivity, but I will give them this credit. I was very happy to see the, the little, the little, uh, what do you call it? The subtext that was like, if your game was made in unreal, you know, 88%, if your game was made in unity, 88%. I was like, ah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like supporting all engines and like yeah. in-house Unity, Unreal doesn't matter. Like yeah, that's all nice. That's all nice, and, and it's definitely um, a good thing. But I think like the number one thing that that developers like, okay, maybe one of the top three things that developers want, right? Is yeah, yeah, they want a, a more favorable cut. This puts more pressure on Steam to probably like maybe they should reduce their cut. Maybe mm-hmm. depends on how many developers like pull out of steam and go exclusive yeah. on Epic store, which right now there's not enough. I don't think to make a dent in um, anything Valve's doing. Uh, but then the other thing is uh, developers want to want also better discoverability tools and all that. Right. And so the Epic store being a curated thing, I don't think that really helps with discoverability. Right. And also of course, right now it helps with discoverability because there's like 10 games on there. Right. Mm-hmm. But like when, if they open the floodgates or whatever, or if it's, if, if they open the floodgates, they're going to have a discoverability problem. If they keep it like lean and mean and, and a curated experience, then it's going to be really like a, a walled garden where only the best games are shown yeah. on the, on this store. And, and that leaves out a lot of developers that are there that are trying to, you know, now you have to like fight to get Epic's attention to get on the store. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, so those two things is kind of like, it's not really solving that problem for developers, yeah. right? And, uh, and so it's like kind of like a lot of people are not talking about these things enough. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just hyped, hyped about the eighty-eight percent. We're not talking about okay, well, how are people going to find your game in the first place? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not. So these are the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> these are the numbers for the Steam, right? So uh, if you make if your game makes over ten million dollars on Steam, it'll be going to 75 to 25 percent right so anything under that is the old model which is 70 30 if it makes over 50 million dollars it'll cut to 80 20 right so obviously they're geared towards the big guys to keep them in their steam ecosystem because they know no matter how many indie games make millions of dollars it just takes one assassin tree to like make up the rest of the dough for the year right so they know they have to keep the big guys in their steam store to make it interesting what's 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 crazy is most of the big guys are are already gone exactly so it's a weird it's a really weird move because steam used to be a champion for the little guys right they started the whole mod community they 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 still profit from them i mean they're known for buying small teams and making portal, making counter-strike team fortress. All these are from small developers, right? So they've always, yeah, they've always been viewed as a nice company that thinks about gamers. Shout out, shout out to uh, Valley of the gods. Yes. Campo Santo. 
Yeah, they'll be gone next. So <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. These guys they make one game. Portal's like the only one that did terrible. Anyway, go on. And that's only because Gabe really likes Portal. So, anyways, like I I understand the gold rush over at Epic Game Store, the 88 20 percent, right? Everybody wants to be in that front gate of uh, before you play Fortnite check out my game so it's really great for that but like you guys mentioned it will become a problem like any other store that gets popular it's going to be f- flooded with indie games and curated content is going to get out of hand and epic is a really small company for what they do yeah. are they going to have enough manpower behind it to kind of take care of that it's going to you know i think steam is smart enough and not reacting uh, uh, impulsively because they know eventually even if they do get big and become a threat they're going to face the same problem that they're facing now it's like how do we take care of all these games that just pop up and what's funny is like Steam Greenlight was a great idea until it was bad and then everybody was like can you just open it up to everybody and when they did it's like hey can you close it up a bit more because all these shitty games are flooding in so it's it's no winning in in that opinion, I would say the only place that have been here, uh, a store, a front store that has been successful, but is able to kind of circumvent and fix it has been the Apple store, right? The app store has been, I would say the reboot has been pretty successful. Eh, what, what were your opinions? Ex Apple guy. No, Ray. pretty successful for who? Yeah, I would say it's easier for, for me. I, like yeah. I'm not intimidated to go in there and look at what's up. Right. Like before I was like, forget it. Like if I haven't even heard it on my own, I'm not going to go to an app store to browse. There's no way. But right now I'm like more, it's more inviting for me. Like, all right. So what's recommended? There's something really yeah. good. So it's yeah, not intimidating. But, but still like what they recommend, it's, it's, a, it's a severe walled garden, right? Yeah. Like it's like to get recommended on the Apple stores. Like you got to know some people and you got to have some connections and you got to have a really, 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 really nice looking game. Yeah. Right. I wish it wasn't uh, that way. Like I wish it didn't take knowing some people, you know what I yeah. mean? I wish it was at least fair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's 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 a hundred percent curated, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. like there's no way for like if you're just like, hey, I'm making some Apple, I'm making some app, and I want to get it recognized in the Apple Store. Like just just no way, good luck, right? Yeah. Um, so I yeah, so I don't know. Like maybe yeah, you're gonna find some editor choice stuff that they recommend, but that gets featured on the page. But you're not gonna find Joe Blow's game number one on there. I don't think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. And that's. I guess what's interesting to me is as the developer and also the consumer, right? Like I think about it in two ways as a consumer, of course, I want like a nice curated experience. I want to like someone has already spent the time knowing that this is fun. You might like this because of choices you've made in the past, like things like that. This is also tried and true. It's got a 9.8 rating. It's bug free. You know, it's 99 cents. It hits all your sweet spots, Larry. Like I love that. But as a developer at the same time, I'm also like, Hey, I want to take advantage of, you know, 1.2 billion customers out there, you know, with my app, I want to make my thing and I want to get it seen. Yeah. But I have to respect the fact that like, I'm a nobody who has done nothing. It's my first app. Why, why am I owed like front page space just because I made a thing like 10,000 other people today made a thing that I'm competing with. You know what I mean? Just, just do what all the other people do and call your game castle night. Castle night. Put, put the proper tags on it yeah. and then it'll show up first before Fortnite when people search for Fortnite. So, <laughs> I, it's, it's true. Like this is exactly what happens, right? Like it's like the tagging and like how to show up before the actual thing that people are searching for, and like yeah. how to push your results to the top. Like it's a big ass game, right? And, it, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah. So so all these all these stories, man, they gotta figure out how to do curation, right? Well, Steam try to do like a thing where you follow your favorite curator and uh, that would help kind of curate some content, but that kind of fell on the wayside. I don't hear as much. It's, it's hard to make to do social networking. Yeah, yeah. It's just not they're missing the Facebook factor of curation. It's like it's it's not something you go to Steam to follow other people who play games anymore, right? They need to fix that problem. Like uh, like any website that you would visit, yeah. is it fun to go on Steam to follow someone's recommendations? Right. Well, my information flow is is really what does it for me. For example, when I go to Steam, it's usually because I know for a fact that there's something I want to purchase. Yeah. Or I'm like, uh, it's Saturday. 
I've got today and tomorrow and 10 bucks. Let me just see real quick what I can, you know what I mean? Like I rarely go to steam to like do real research and browse. And like, I already have gone to YouTube. I've already gone to Kotaku. I've already gone to all these other channels of information where I'm learning about games. I may potentially want to buy. Usually when I'm on steam is because I'm either going to play a game or I'm committed to a purchase or I'm throwing away like a small insignificant amount of money on just a crapshoot. Those are really like the three things that bring me to steam but none of that is i just want to go to steam just to browse around and see what's what and to learn or to to follow that is although like steam's uh the discovery queue at least Mm -hmm. for my for me it seems pretty there's there's usually a game in there that i would like to play or at least i would add to my wish list or whatever Uh, it's pretty good at picking some games for me to see in that thing at least at least it has been um but yeah, like, and also there's also there's features that Steam has that the Epic Store doesn't. So all these developers are like, okay, my game's only gonna be in the Epic Store, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's all the like for better or for worse, there's no no stream trading cards and like, <laughs> yeah. and, and no. Uh, hey Ray, thanks for that companion cube card that you traded me last week. Yeah. I really. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that, that chunk of cash from Epic better be no, nice for them to go exclusive no, there, right? Like no bots. Oh yeah, of course it is, right? Of course it is. It has to be. I would um, say if I was. Um, you know, making Hades, like, yeah, I would probably look for like some pay into going exclusive because, you know, you have a track record, you've got proven sales and metric data that you can say like, Hey, you know, going exclusive may hurt us unless. Yeah. Now, if I was us three making a game and Epic was like, Hey, do you want to be exclusive on our store? I'd be like, hell yes. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even have to pay me just because I already know that like, there's only 19 games that I'm competing with versus Yeah, and I pulled that number out of my butt, obviously, but you get what I'm saying. But it's gonna be a low number. Yeah, exactly. Thousands exactly. that are on Steam, but exactly. I, I, I still, for me personally, I like if I'm making something, I want the maximum reach. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like if if I want people to support me on the place where I make the most dough, mm. I'd be like, hey, hit up, hit up my my uh, my storefront where like I get all the dough. Right. When you, uh, and and if you want to support Epic, go ahead support Epic. Yeah. But if you want to do it on Steam because all your libraries on Steam, go ahead get it on yeah. Steam. Right. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I lose some money, and it's hard to survive out here as an indie. But like, I understand that. Like, yeah. I want to reach the people uh, where they're at. Right. 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 You know what I mean? No, uh, definitely, you want to funnel them to your website first. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I'm not like a huge like I just I'm not a huge supporter of like. I'm only exclusively available here, right? Like I kind of, I'm just, I just personally, I just stop something that I, I want to support, right? Yeah. Um, well, when you said you want to be on the platform with maximum reach, are you? You're essentially Steam because it has the most users active. But what about your conversion of out of the I don't know how many hundreds of millions of people who have Steam accounts? Your game was seen by eleven people, right? Yeah. That's still discoverability is a, is a problem on all okay. these stores, okay. right? Um, but yeah, if I if you end up on the on the Epic Store and there's only twenty other games on there, of course, yeah, your chances of being seen is higher. Yeah, um, and then you probably will just sell more on that store anyway because the chances of you being seen is higher. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, it's, you naturally will get a bigger cut already yeah. anyway. Um, like, but the whole exclusive exclusivity part is really just for Epic. It's, it's really for yeah. Epic to grow their store, yes. to grow the user base. And then also the other part of it that's kind of people, it also lets lets Epic show you Fortnite ads to make sure that you download Fortnite. And you that's really what it is. Yeah. And you spend money in Fortnite. I'm right? going to go to the store right now. There's no lock for them at all. Right? They're just so. inviting more people into Fortnite. Yeah. I, 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 like, I would right say now, Steam. I Steam to me has a big UI problem. Right? I go on there and it's just a clutter mess. Like they need to update the fun yeah. usability of that for me to reinvest into browsing and looking for games. I go in there and I'm just like bombarded with shit. <laughs> I don't, you know, and it's not a good feeling. It's not a good experience. And like Larry said, unless I'm going in there specifically for a game that I already know I want, yeah. I don't go in there looking for other games unless there's a sale. So yeah. they need to fix that issue if they care. Secondly, um, 
Yeah, I think Epic is, I think a lot of, for gamers in general, I think this is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like every company has their own store now. And it's it's like, what, I got to download Netflix, Hulu, Disney to to play a certain game. Do I want like six applications running? Well, everybody just wants, everybody just wants their dough, right? Everybody wants. I think it's terrible. Everyone's segregated now. So, but there is a benefit to that though, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's a reason why, you know, Cokes and Pepsi's relatively both cost about a dollar 99 versus if Pepsi didn't exist, Coke Coke would be three 99. You know what I mean? Like, there is some like benefit to the competition, which is in the fair market because they're competing. They are trying to do things that are good for the customer. Like for example, I just found out that I can get super meat boy for free in a couple of days on the Epic game store. And that's not a plug. I'm, I literally just loaded up the site. Just to see <laughs> yeah. what's what. They're offering free and games. is going to be free it, on yeah. the 14th. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. cool. If I went to steam right now, I bet you I'd have to buy both of those games. Yeah. Sure, of course. Yeah. So there's 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 some benefit in even though it's right. a I was I was okay with it's Steam a benefit and then Origin. But now it's like Steam, Origin, Origin. Epic, Epic Games Game Store, Store. Ubisoft has their own thing right now, right? Or about to. Yeah, don't, uh, forget. You gotta, don't forget, don't oh. don't forget Battle.net, Battle.net, Battle.net. Battle Net. This it's, is it's, it's getting it's ridiculous, I, uh, dude. It's getting too ridiculous. It's too much. You're right. There are a lot of places where I can buy games, but luckily to exactly what Ray was saying about the exclusivity is there's a lot of, like, I bet you I could go to all those platforms and find the game that I was like, well, maybe not all, but you know what I mean? Like I could buy Meat Boy probably on all those platforms. Like, and I think, and I think the individual company platforms are only really like living like origins garbage. Like let's just be real. (laughs) Origins not great. Right. But the only reason why origins living is because that's okay. where that's where you can get battlefield that's where you can get battlefield and and a lot of people are going to buy battlefield and that's why that store is is alive um you know uh activision like battle.net you know activision put themselves a battle because they're like yeah a lot of people play in hearthstone a lot of people play, play in overwatch our games are big our games are popular mm-hmm. sure we we know that you're going to go and download that mm-hmm. um right um but I think like and and I think Epic is finally a company that has a lot of money that that's living that's trying to say that they're a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. Um the one the one thing that we're not talking we haven't talked about too is the if you use Epic's engine, they basically they basically uh don't they take, wave off the five percent they wave off the wave off the five percent royalty, which is that's, that's big. Mm. That's a huge one. Which which is like that could be a big deal for a lot of a lot of developers. Um, yeah, right. That, that want to use that want to use for I don't know why they would want to do this, but they would they use the, the Unreal Engine because they figure uh, they'll sell. <laughs> a, a sneaky little guess right there. Why would you? No, but uh, so yeah, like so I think that's I think that was a huge that like I think that's a that's bigger a huge plus right there. Yeah, that, that's, that's a bigger, bigger right there. that's a bigger plus than almost anything anything else. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Kudos for that for sure. Yeah. Well, I think only time is going to be able to tell. It's very new right now. We haven't seen any, you know, metrics. Uh, there's no Steam Spy for the Epic Game Store yet, so you know we're kind of in the dark right now. And is it a gold rush or is it a bust? So, but I'm excited personally. Yeah, I think it just falls back to developers being their own PR man. I mean, that's just what real it is. You just got to go in there with your audience, tell them where to buy it. You can't rely on these stores to bring yeah. new eyes to it anymore, unless it's like a big Steam sales. But yeah, that seems like it's there's no stopping. I mean, the future that's the future. Even Valve is kind of sitting back and letting this all happen, right? They're not like sweating. Yeah, yeah. like I wouldn't if, like literally. There's like what? There's ten games on here, like. Like Valve shouldn't be sweating right now, but they <laughs> but they definitely should be thinking about. Yeah, like, five ten years from now, kind of like thing. yeah, like what's like what's the next thing for them? How do they how do they fix discoverability? Mm-hmm. Is the thirty percent and like and they've and they recently defended the thirty percent too, like very recently. They're like, mm-hmm. look, you know, the thirty percent is because we have a big ass network and and it's it's to your advantage to be here, right? That's why we take a lot of money. Uh, now, you know, okay, they can still- that. Yeah, they can still say that. They can still say that to Epic, right? They're like, "Yeah, there's only ten games on there. Good luck, guys." Right, right. So, um, um, 
time will tell. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and I think, uh, but I do think Valve does need to do something. Right? The way that I look at it though, is like, as the developer putting my game out there, to be honest, I care, but I don't care because depending on how I'm doing financially, if Epic is like, yo, we're just, you can have all your sales except for 12% and you're doing pretty much all your own marketing and publicity anyway. I'm taking that 88, man. Yeah. The thing is like, are you going to get all your sales? And, the, and right now Epic is, is getting, getting those deals by saying here have a chunk of cash that will make up for the lost sales guaranteed money all at once sounds great as well as yeah. you know versus like three months to equal that amount i can get it all in one check right. depending on you know that's also pretty cool yeah. if you guys are into conspiracies this ain't <laughs> tap the nose yeah well the creator of green steam spot you guys heard of this right Sergi gala yon kin so he works for epic he's the mastermind behind epic game store so this guy's mm-hmm. been studying steam spy just as a hobby not for epic but now he's using all that knowledge and everything to kind of mm-hmm push forward epic game store which is in pretty yeah. good hands if uh he's the man behind everything <laughs> just a little tidbit yeah we gotta have him on sometime but uh yeah i mean that's pretty much steam i would say i would say i would wish that valve kind of come out of hiding because since they're not making games anymore uh, that they should uh, I don't know I think this is the best time for them to kind of come out and say hey we're we're champions of the indie uh, developers right this is a this is a group that we we uh, pioneered and widely support and we want to be the place for you guys because the big guys are leaving I mean you're not stopping them but at least with the little guys, you can, you know, be first choice again. I, I still think there's a lot of value in that. There's a lot of people, man. Well, they're going to be forced to do that if you really think about it. If, if it's true, all the big guys are leaving, then inevitably, you know, hey, hey guys. Well, hey, Take-Two hey, is doing their Take-Two is never going to make their own store. It's so crazy over there. Uh, the GT uh, Red Dead isn't on PC yet, right? It's like a year uh, later. Yeah, not yet. It's not on PC yet. Not even close. Yeah. yeah, when Red Dead's out on PC, it'll save Steam. Can't wait for the Cowboy mods. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. I would be surprised though if it's 2K or or, or um, what's the other company? What's the company called that makes Take Two Rockstar? Take Two Rockstar. Yeah, if Rockstar was like, nah, here's the Rockstar launcher, like on PC. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised though. I would not. Oh, what, one game every five years? Who's gonna stick around? For that? I mean, I would not be surprised, quite frankly. <laughs> one game every yeah. five years. Yeah, stay around. I would like if you're like, hey, it'll be the cleanest UI ever. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> keep the thirty percent. Like, keep the thirty percent of the sixty dollars right. that that we sell our gajillion copies of the game. You know, like that's a, that's a lot of money, man. So it is a lot of money. Anyways, let's move on to another topic. Let's tell from one disaster next. This Fallout seventy six. <laughs> I've never been a Fallout fan. Way to lead in. <laughs> I'm not even a Bethesda fan. All right. I just get scared away from the graphics. All right. So I've never felt like their games look good. I know they play well. I know a lot of designers and programmers love them. But when I saw Fallout 76, it, it made me go into hiding, dude. So <laughs> when it came out, it confirmed my suspicion. Right? There was a lot of complaints. What, what have you guys heard? Um, one I heard that it just was terrible, not fun. <laughs> uh, it was kind of buggy, uh, and no disrespect, obviously, to any developers that are working on it. It's you know, it just had a bad launch, I guess, in my opinion. I don't actually own it or have played it myself, so take what I'm saying currently right now as hearsay through what I've been able to gather. Uh, Ray, have you actually had a chance to play 76? All right. So, <laughs> from, oh, there we go. no, no, I have not bought it or played it. And okay. the reason why is when they announced it and they said what it was going to be, mm. I was like, You already knew that that was a troubling mixture. I was, I was like, That's not a Fallout game. 
<laughs> right? Or that's yeah. not a Fallout game that I would want to play. Gotcha. And, and, and so I just kind of like totally tuned it out and ignored it all, right? And then, yeah, I launched and everything was moaning and groaning and like griefers and nukes Everything's and, and PV, PVP and all, like, it's just, you know, like... Sounds like a bug, disaster. Bugs, bugs and stuff is basically just straight up par for the course for any Bethesda game. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like bugs are always in their games like from day one right but like it just seemed like the loyal following the loyal follow following like this game was just trying to be something else right and not really a fallout game and it was you know it's trying to it looks like they were t- took a risk and they're like hey we want to be you know games as a service always online and try to somehow fit that into the fallout universe right and uh and that's like and i understand why everybody wants to do this because of course this is how you live and eat but like it just it just doesn't it just didn't it seems like the implementation just didn't come across well um that's what it seems like i haven't played it like and i have no interest to play it right like like literally zero interest like which is for me i've played all the fallout games i i'm actually not a fan of them even though i've played all of them Mm. um because I'm kind of a fan of like that type of like you know turn based yeah. turn based stuff and and style and picking up stuff and loadouts and leveling up like I'm a fan of that stuff, but it's always like the Bethesda stuff always kind of like like Brandon said about the graphics and stuff is always kind of let me down. Well, because um, th- they want to uh, give the modders like some room to grow. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't they always have the like, hey, download my HD hey guys, make a game for us. Download my download my high quality visuals pack. I, I, I just think their I just think their art art direction is not my favorite. Right. Okay. Um. So you I, know, I like the fall with the Pip Boy. I like all that. I mean, yeah. worked on Bioshock. It borrowed a lot of those elements. So I love yeah. that style i just feel like the execution is always fugly <laughs> it's just so bad and all maybe because the game is so big or they didn't have enough time to polish things but yeah. well that's i think that's that's i think that's the common thread is like um what they do well they focus on that yeah and they focus on it like down like down to oh I could take a cup off a table and and yeah, yeah, yeah. another room and put That's it cool, another man. table and it, it remembers where it is and all that kind of stuff like like there's a lot of like cool stuff that they do on the game design yeah design is tight yeah. point point of view uh, but yeah like like artistic stuff uh, I've always I've never been a fan never been a fan you just yeah. gotta go stylize if you're gonna you're, yeah. if you're gonna attempt realism. You can't make it look like an attempt. You know what I mean? You gotta at least, <laughs> because it's just glaringly awful. No, I, I do like, think if you just games, make it style. You know? I, I do think their games are stylized. Is it to a point? Yeah, I do. I do think they it look. They, at, it looks like they're trying to me, but I, I, <laughs> not I, to hate. Yeah, like I said, yeah, well, you, you, you definitely hate. You definitely hate. I but definitely like, hate. But, but like maybe it's, it's the art direction. I don't. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think the artists are bad. It's just maybe the art direction is just like no, make it. Yeah, I think, I think the general direction that they choose for a lot of their games, like Skyrim and a bunch of their games, I'm just not a fan of, mm. like, at all. Well, I've seen, like, I'm not even bad with the art direction. Like, I look at Monster Hunter, the last one that just came out. I love that. It looks great. It looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. To I, me, that's what the Bethesda game is. It's in the Middle Ages and, and stuff like that, right? Especially Skyrim. They can't yeah. achieve that <laughs> for whatever reason. So. And, I th- and I think Monster Hunter has a lot of technical issues as well, like a lot. Yeah. But but just the overall character design and uh, art design really comes through regardless. Yeah. They um, use their own engine, right? There's the Skyrim and Fallout. There's that's not the same engine, is it? I, I don't is this know. from the same studio? Really? Yeah, I think I think it's actually. They have, I don't know if they have two separate engines or if it's the same, like, but it's, it's an internal engine that they've been using for the last like hundred years. Right. Like, it's, mm-hmm. and they've been working on it and improving over time. They said for fallout 76 is a whole new, a whole new brand new renderer. Yeah. Right. Um, so I want to step chat. But, uh, but I, I think a lot of my issues with it is just, yeah, it's just the, I'm not a fan of the art style. Um, <laughs> And and I'm not really a fan of like really buggy games either, um, which is kind of like that. But that's part for course. But that's the games that people love them, right? But this one seems to have gotten a really bad 
like reception. Like, yeah, because it's multiplayer heavy. They haven't really done it, and yeah, yeah, it's asking for. And it's and it's also it's just not Fallout, right? It's just not the Fallout game that people want. Like, I, yeah. you don't want to run around dropping nukes on people. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, wasn't there like an issue where someone had figured out the new codes like on yeah YouTube a glitch and they were <laughs> a glitch yeah and people exploited that glitch of course it was course. probably the developers like trying to retreat <laughs> just to blame it on players just shut off this game please <laughs> i'm sorry for this Dev, but you know you don't want to do this come on I think it's really unfortunate. Like Fallout 4 did really well. It sold many copies. People loved it. You know, yeah. Fallout New Vegas, Obsidian worked on that. That game did really well, sold a shit ton of copies. I know that the community was like clamoring for like another Fallout, like a like a real updated new Fallout game. And to have 76 be what takes its place, it it just it feels all like the Diablo iPhone game all over again. <laughs> well coincidentally are smartly marketed let's talk about obsidian right so fresh <laughs> off the terribleness of fallout 70 from the creators they, of the original fallout on the original of the original <laughs> they came out with their new game out of worlds yeah they just recently got bought by microsoft ka-ching yeah. i like those news i like the little guys winning because you know they've had their share of trouble in the past and oh, this yeah. is of course everyone's celebrating when microsoft buys your studio mm. but it, they also revealed the outer world so outer world is actually an old deal with 2k right they had like a publishing uh like an indie publishing arm at mm. 2k i forgot what it's called but yeah. this deal is with them, not with Microsoft. So they're just finishing this game and maybe the game afterwards will be the first Microsoft will be one. But this is a Fallout ish looking type of game and it looks great. I mean, it doesn't look great. It looks good. Like, yeah. I, I will. I am curious about this instead I'm of like spitting at my screen when I see it. Have we, have <laughs> we, have we actually talked about the Microsoft buying? No. In, no. In well, we talked about a bit. They're on uh, a I knew that, spending spree right now. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that they were going to buy Obsidian. I actually didn't know that they were going to buy In Exile. And I'm happy yeah. to hear that they bought In Exile. So everyone at In Exile, I hope you guys get a new building. I, I, <laughs> I can, I take, can I take it like a different angle on this? Sure, Go for sure. it. It was funny, right? Like for like us and like game developers and nerds and people that play turn-based games and, and, and have played In Exile games like Wasteland and played mm-hmm. the games from Obsidian, like path of the well pillars of eternity mm-hmm. right um there's this like we were like oh that's interesting that microsoft bought those guys mm-hmm. microsoft is broadening their portfolio to include you know double a double a studios these studios probably were not going to survive without microsoft okay. right? buying, buying them right they're probably going to close relatively soon right um but then i saw like another aspect like a lot of gamers gamers and quotes a lot of gamers out there were just like who (laughs) in exile who and 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 obsidian who like literally asking like like had no idea let me ask what games that these studios made or who these studios were right those comments on youtube right and then, no, not on YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> on the next best place, uh, Twitter, right? <laughs> right? But, uh, but like, um, and then, like, it's like Microsoft wants to get more game studios to build quality content yeah. for their platforms going forward, right? And streaming at Game Pass. And, like, they just want more content that they own that they can make more games, right? Because everybody's like, oh, Xbox still got no games, right? Uh, when people say Xbox still got no games, they don't mean, oh, I want another wasteland or another game of that caliber. Mm-hmm. Right. So like it just looks like it's it, it's a mistake. It's it's horrible for me to say, but it sounds like like straight up it's clearance, clearance shopping, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, seriously, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, what can we get that's of some quality right. for like a real cheap price kind of thing, right? Right. Hey, um, but you know what? They're not in first place. So I don't feel bad that they had to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel like the talent that they're buying isn't good enough for new IPs? You know what so I mean? Inspired. Shots, shots. I, I have no throwing idea. it out there. Yeah, I have no idea. No, I have no idea. Like, I think, I think, um, because I, I see what you're saying. Like, I these, think part of, 
you know, I think part of people's ambition is also driven by driven by how much money you have to spend. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so now, yeah, if, if Microsoft's like, hey, we're backing you. Is there some resources grow, that you need? Yeah. Grow your studio. Let's let's swing for the fences. Yeah, I'm all for that. Right. But then I think I think getting there is going to be like I I don't think you just add money and then oh, okay, now we're making Call of Duties out here. Like I don't think that, I don't think that's how it works. Right. Uh, actually, sorry. I know for a fact that's not how it is. <laughs> right. But um, so like so it's good that they have money and that they're going to be stable, right? But like, what are they going to produce now is I'm, I'm really interested to see. Cause I like, I like the games that NXL makes. I like the games that Obsidian makes. Right. Um, but like I said, there's, there's a, a, a sizable group of people that were literally like, like Jaimon, Jaimon Hansu from what that movie, like, like posting that <laughs> meme. <laughs> who? Yeah. Like who? Who are you, right? Well, um, I will say so, this, right? Yeah. Uh, Fallout is a huge game. They just came out. Yeah. Outer Worlds looks way better. I will say that, right? Outer so Wars, you're. Outer yeah, looks I, good. I, it looks good. It looks. Yeah. It looks better. It actually yeah. has a, more of a a stronger narrative. Yeah. More interesting characters. Like, the world like, itself looks a little bit more polished. Yeah, from my standpoint, it looks good. But again. Like if, we'll it's, see. if the next yeah. games would be something like that, mm-hmm. did Microsoft spending all, whatever money they spent, is it to get a game like that? Or is it, what is it to get? Right. You know what I mean? So for me, I think that what's cool about this is I can see Obsidian is getting to usher in the new console because if this was a project that was on an old deal, that's just yeah. coming out, then whatever they're doing for Microsoft, unless it's something small, like, indie xbla downloadable like i don't see that being the first thing that comes out of this deal no it's it gonna be like, AAA, yeah. exactly obsidian has a green light safe way into the new console with a new idea and i think that's actually going to be pretty cool for them uh obsidian i would say it's always been known for narrative more like i loved all the writing that happens at that studio i think that there's always great characters great world and great story that interlocks the two uh that's kind of like a signature that you get out of them i don't know if ray you're disagreeing or here <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, okay. yeah i'm just listening yeah. i'm listening to what you're saying like so i'm so i can at least count on that um yeah. what will what will be the test is like all right you know will the the design will the art team will everything about the game be like all right cool this is microsoft's first obsidian game on the new console bam is that shit gonna make people want to buy xbox next boxes or whatever you know what i mean so yeah, i'm excited yeah. to see how they do right all right i I'll, I'll play middle of the road but more leaning towards ray i do agree that they're gonna have amazing resources right but now stepping up to the big leads of like the guys who do call of duty every year battlefield they have a formula that they're used to like the red dead team well they're not gonna do anything open world but there's a reason why rockstar even with new people they know how to work this huge machine uh so that's the challenge i think more than the idea they'll have good ideas mm-hmm. good enough at least to get microsoft to buy in but the execution is where we see these studios fall apart it's like how do we grow and get people in here and be able to manage people without burning them out mm-hmm. to create something bigger than what we ever made in our history of game making that's yeah. that's where i see the rubber hits the road at the moment where a lot of these studios just fall apart like experience or fall out yeah experience in making 76 like <laughs> yeah but reaching yeah. reaching past what you've done before right yeah. like taking it up another notch is, is it's, it's gonna be hard yeah it's, it's very hard and i will say microsoft just saved six studios to, for the next five years of falling yeah. apart like they let's be serious like the, we, we these are probably we were to name the next 10 studios five these five would be popping up in our list of like they they're in trouble if they don't come up with something sustainable. So I, the big concern for me is like the immediate culture shift of growth, right? Yeah. Like I can definitely say that there's culture at Obsidian. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's I've worked there personally. I've never worked in exile, but I definitely am familiar with kind of like the inner workings of the culture at Obsidian. Now, if I doubled the employee count in let's say a month. You forget yeah. it. Like a lot of things are going to shift. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
a, yeah. there's no time for assimilation to occur with that many people in such a short period of time. I don't necessarily know that like that's how fast they have to grow, but I I, I can't see that like yeah, if you guys are going to grow to 200, 220 again, power, almost, dude. Yeah, power in the hands of geeks. Like <laughs> if they're not ambitious and like eyes on the goal. It, it, it just easily becomes because, you know, if they took this money from Microsoft and is celebrating for the next 10 days, then it's the wrong move, in my opinion. It's like, all right, now the real work is well, going to happen right now. That's a different type of mindset. It's like we need to prove to Microsoft and ourselves that this was a buy, uh, not a mistake. Right. And it takes a whole different mentality of like winners, basically, yeah. to. To and do a 200 plus team, yeah. and I don't know what equity members of Obsidian are still there. And yeah. I, I don't have any like moles, and I actually haven't even asked anybody this. But like, mm-hmm. you know, you've been working hard on video games for a long time, like bl- leaving Black Isle, starting Obsidian, the struggles of having like the Fallout New Vegas money taken from you because you got an 84 instead of 85. You know, <laughs> having to cancel a game, like all the ups and downs that a studio like that goes through. And you were already in your like mid to late thirties and starting the company. I was always wondering like, if this day came, which of the starting five was going to still be there or, Hey, this is my cue, you know, good luck, you know, senior producer. Yeah. That's, that's another challenge right there. It's like, I made it this this. far. Finally. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, or like, yeah, this is my validation that I can you can do what I always want. It's a two well, different mindset, you know. Well, you know, like some of these deals work. It's like you know, you have to stick around for X amount of yeah, years, a game at least, and yeah. then there's X amount of years of like non compete and all this sort of stuff, right? So yeah, you uh, can't be star citizen of buying like these cards. <laughs> what was what was the what was like the third person action game? That um like the spy game that I'm seeing Alpha made. Protocol. That's right. Alpha Protocol. Okay, yeah, Alpha Protocol. Yeah, Alpha yeah, Protocol. Beginning two. of the fall. Alpha yeah. Protocol. It was a two. Do there was exactly there was a two. I didn't even. No, know. No, no, no. Right. You're just saying, saying the ne- they better not do uh, Alpha uh, Protocol too. Oh my god. I mean, Alpha Protocol was it bad? Like okay, okay, hold on. Bad enough. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop. Alpha Protocol was bad. However, <laughs> however, I dug alpha protocol like i think if they liked it it, i think if you fix all the issues i have alpha protocol that game be dope and they had more time yeah yeah but 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 it's a typical it's the same story yeah more time more resources right like fix the issues right i agree um all right let's let's do a guess out of the five let me look these up microsoft studios but five studios it's got the playground playground compulsion and exile obsidian Man, I wish I would have started a studio like 12 years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, which out of those has the best playground? Playground. Which one did they make again? Forza, Forza Horizon. Yeah, that's Forza's proven. They is Ninja Forza. Theory second then? They bought Ninja Theory too, right? Yeah, they, oh, oh, yeah. Ninja Theory is another one. Yeah, yeah. I think Ninja those Theory. Two, yeah. Yeah, those two are just legit. Like Those are good like, buys. Yeah, Ninja Theory is just like, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait with what they do with Hellblade. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Theory has like street cred with me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like just tell me what they're doing and when it's out. <laughs> well, like the thing is, everybody yeah, talks about everybody talks about Hellblade, and yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but they've always made right. good games. Dude, I'm not a masochist, not, so I missed all of the Ninja not, that were yeah. modern. Well, not Ninja Gaiden, but like uh, Heavenly, what was it called? Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword. Heavenly. I don't understand why people want to hate on Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword is like, of course, it's, it's also they did it's Devil May Cry too. Devil May Cry. Four. Yeah, yeah, like like Heavenly Sword is definitely like my jam. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like the kind of games I like. So, but like, so I've been a fan of them for like a while. So, yeah, they're bad. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this: I mean, in Exile Obsidian, they've been going the indie route, and they've been using what they have and crawl out of their problems. So that's probably like one of the things that microsoft sees is like hey these guys are actually good developers they just need more resources but then the growth is always an issue is like how do you handle growth it's a whole different piece do not bet on them right like if they're like you said independent and making it through 2008 2009 game industry off of their own money with more than 200 that's something yeah like i mean i i think 
like okay, I compare it like playground, uh-huh. uh, ninja, ninja <laughs> theory, like they right? triple A, right? Like, and even and even compulsion, because right? mm-hmm. I I think We Happy Few is actually a pretty good looking okay. game, right? Yeah. Even though I think compulsion is a pretty small studio, mm-hmm. um, and then I see In Exile and Obsidian, I'm I'm kind of like, huh? But if if we we are talking about Microsoft is building a streaming game portfolio where they want to have many different types of games that they provide, but you know that's just the rumor, right? That the they're going to Game Pass all in, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, if it's Game Pass all in, then then it makes sense to have like different types of series that make different right. types of games yeah. of different different quality levels, mm-hmm. even right. Um, so. So, this, so there is that chance that they're not even trying to go to play or blow up these big studios. No, they're trying to fill their genres. They're trying to like they're trying to yeah. cover they're trying to cover these genres yeah. of games that they want to be made that will be the future. Yeah. Right. So. I see that. That's a good angle. Microsoft needs it. I mean, if they refocus on games, like Sony has been doing really well in the last generation, <clears throat> yeah. they they will be back on top easily. Well, I mean, that's good news. I mean, that's Orange County companies. We've always liked that. <laughs> More jobs um, in our neighborhoods. Yeah, finally. Thank you, Microsoft. So, uh, well, we're, we're coming into this corner. Game Awards is actually the only Game Awards televised nowadays, right? Um, that no. gets a good amount of buzz. Was it televised? The, well, I the mean, Game Awards was like, televised also. My bad. What I mean is, like, it used to be on like spike tv but then they found a better way to show it which is streaming is cheaper Mm. but it's the only one i i feel throughout the year that everybody watches not just game developers watching gdc but i i I feel this last year this last one nobody really tuned in as much the buzz wasn't as it became a commercial right for a lot of games that are coming out it's 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 been a commercial. it's always been like that. It's it's been a commercial since day one. Like it's yeah. been a big ass video game commercial. Like yeah. that's that's all it is, right? Yeah. Um, Were you why? guys excited about anything you saw? <laughs> Not really, man. I was kind of <laughs> underwhelmed. I was like kind of clicking through it, and uh, Hades maybe mm. looked really cool, but everything was pretty forgettable in my I opinion. Think right There's now we're getting. Sorry, go ahead, Ray. Sorry, there was one thing I saw, but I just can't even remember what it was. That I that I was like, oh, that looks dope, but I can't, I cannot remember what it was. Like, so never mind. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was saying, right now we're getting to that like dangerous sweet spot where you have the absolute biggest install base, obviously, like a huge install base for Microsoft, for Sony, for Nintendo, and so any new games that are coming out now, it's like cool. We have so many customers to sell to. But at the same time, I definitely know that like a lot of companies are going to start thinking about like, hey, we do three year projects here. So we should probably start tooling up for the next box, the PS5 or yeah. the Switch 2 or actually Switch is probably itself for like the next three, four years. You're well, Ray, are you talking about games. Hello Games? Uh, the Last Campfire? Is that the no. one you like? No, people were talking about that one, but I, I, I Anthem, no, Far Cry, the the Far Cry. I, I like you that too, but I, I, I don't think that was the one I was, I was thinking about either. Um, Your games announced. Can't remember. Jeez. Uh, this PUBG's new okay. map looks like ass. Um, oh wow! Shots. <laughs> right, so Marvel Ultimate Alliance was announced at the Video Game Awards. Rocket League, McLaren's Car Pack, Far Cry, New Dawn. Well, right, let me know how you guys feel when you guys saw the three executives come out, like as if it's like like a Ocean's point. Eleven or something. Like like we care about this shit. And like that's Sony. Like I don't know this guy. You guys switch executives every Ashen. two years. Am I supposed to know this guy? It was like odd man out. At least I know the Microsoft and Nintendo oh, guy. Third guy was, <laughs> you know, you you don't pay enough attention to what's going on out here in the streets, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> streets, you're talking about corporate heads here. <laughs> what streets? They're at like the highest tower. Uh, Ray, was it Dragon Age Four? Uh, no. The Dead Wolf Rises or the Pathless? 
what was it? What was it? 11, Psychonauts 2. <laughs> it might be. Two. I was, I was kind of impressed with Psychonauts. Like, I, I like That's it. our boy, Zach McClendon, right? Yeah, Zach. I know a bunch of people working on that, and, and I'm excited to see what they what they end up with. You know what I'm impressed of? Like, I, I'm, I'm surprised Double, Double Fine isn't bought yeah. by Mark, or maybe an offer was made, but they weren't bought. They didn't sell. Which is kind of funny. It's like they would sell, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think there was offer made because uh, <laughs> because Double Fine would totally be like, yeah, I could give it, give it here. I think, I think, I, I don't know. But like Double Fine, out of everybody, at least has a good slew of proven uh, I indie think, games, right? I think, I think it's really, really impressive that Double Fine is is out here, still around, yeah, making games, and I'm and I'm happy about it. So, would you care as a customer if they stay indie or not? Is does that matter to you? No, not to me. But it would be more more financial security, so they could continue doing what they do, right? Well, I mean that. I mean that pretty much closed up the whole year. I feel like there's nothing really left. We're already in mid December when we're recording this. Um, I, I foresee next year, let's go end of year, uh, or new next year, uh, predictions here. Okay. From what I've heard, 2020 is when we're going to have or see new consoles, right? That's why there's a lot of shush going on E3, especially this year. Who, who's pulling out? Sony? Sony's, Sony's pulling out. out. They're out. That's huge. Have we talked about this? Nope. It's, uh, but it makes sense, man. You know, and you know my personal beef with the upper management at E3. Uh, I'm happy to hear that the big publishers are pulling out of E3s. I'm What's petty oh, like that. I'm sorry. So, about your experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, like there's there's a lot of rumor and speculation that there's something coming from Sony soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like yeah, like if they're playing at E3, then they're probably saving the hotness for their own event, right? Yeah. Is it TGS? Um, no, it's, TGS it's, or it's, it's Sony's or, like two days before E3 press conference, yeah. or it's uh, or it's the PlayStation, the PlayStation Experience, or whatever. Uh, yeah. going on. I forgot they had that. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think 2020 is going to be a big year because I've always said, and I still believe that the idea of video game consoles is dead. I do see it living like stream box thing. Like, I think that has some validity to it, but I mean, 2025, 2026, I'm not going to be hearing about PlayStation six, PlayStation seven. You forget it. It's, it's going to be a service. It's going to be Netflix. PS six is like a Netflix. Literally. It'll be just an app you download. I promise you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's make this a tradition. I'm sad. Need the year. Well, let's kind of roll off with the sadness. Let's put lightning round. How many studios closed down this year? Oh. <laughs> this year has been the worst. It's been a tough year. We just lost Daybreak. Oh yeah. We're actually, oh, I don't Daybreak, know if we yeah. lost them. I just I know they laid They're off. On, yeah. They laid They laid off a bunch of people. But yeah, like seventy people, right? Yeah. Has there any been? Has there been any studio that made a comeback okay. after a major layoff? Everyone has anyone I mean, climbed out of the hole? I mean, EA has <laughs> laid off people. I mean, like an individual studio like Daybreak that doesn't own like six different licenses. Like more than eighty percent of the entire staff of the conglomerate, because EA is saying that they laid off a bunch of people. They're like, no. we laid off three hundred out of like six thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the same. No one, right? Let's see. What was the other double fine? Maybe. Hotel? Yeah, I, I think double fine laid off people and it's survived. After brutal layback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should we play some music? (laughs) Who else? Is Harmonix still around? Harmonix? Harmonix. I think they closed down. They they closed down? I think they have, yeah. I swear they had a game out. Guess not. I thought they had a VR game out. Possibly. Uh, we can do some quick Google. I'm just I'm just out here guessing, right? But I I thought they closed down. I think the right thing to do is to all the game developers out there who are going into the holiday season, which is traditionally known as like the time where it's very hard to get a job to reach out and get in touch. Oh, yeah. Or like actually Everyone already in a cabin right now, man. Yeah. No this is the hardest dubs. time of year. So our, house, our hearts go out to everybody and 
you know, I don't have much encouragement, but just, you know, keep trying, keep working on your stuff. And I hope to see you guys in new jobs soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, supposedly harmonics is actually still around. Okay, cool. Told you, dude. Yeah. I don't think they're coming back. uh, No, but on on that subject, I think, yeah, there's a bunch of people that like, you know, got laid off at at Tailtail. I know a few that have actually landed, landed pretty decent, pretty decent jobs. And so, uh, yeah, I hope to, I hope, you know, when one door closes, you know, another one opens, they, they say. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good note to kind of end it. <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, guys, it's been an honor and a pleasure serving another round table triangle with you guys. Brandon, great craftsmanship. Uh, I'm Larry Charles, and I'm saying good night. See you guys next week. So thanks for listening to our podcast. I hope that you're a subscriber, but if you aren't, please feel free to follow us on any of the major podcast platforms, especially iTunes or Spotify. You can find show notes and more resources available to help you become a successful game developer. Just go on over to our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, then definitely come check us out in Discord where we chat in real time for After Show Tuesdays to discuss episodes and Feedback Fridays where we share screenshots on the projects that we're currently working on. If you go over to Patreon.com, you can support our podcast financially. And if you do so, you get access to Life Unchained, our on-the-pulse, unfiltered game dev gossip content that we make exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And as usual, you can keep in touch and follow our happenings on Facebook and Twitter. That's Game Dev Unchained, the podcast.